Welcome back to another episode of the Break the Bank podcast, part of the Multiplicity Media Network. This is your boy Lurk, as always, joined by my guys Dion and X. Today we're going to talk about the Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James debacle on the court, review the first month of the NBA season, and we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL playoff race. And of course, we can't end the episode without making some picks for this week. But before we get into all of that, Sleepers Media, one of our partners on the network, has a promo for all of our listeners. The Sleepers are partnering with Dimers.com this season to give away some exclusive sportsbook offers, including deposit matches, odds boosts, and free bets. Go to Dimers.com sleepers to sign up and receive your bonus today. What's good, fellas? How's everything today? Look, man, it was a rough week for you. Football. Eh, I, look, I'm being humble. It really wasn't a rough week, but you know. I mean, you went two and three. On the show. On the no. show. But that's the tip of the iceberg. I'm a degenerate. Yeah, I saw, so I that, saw you tweeting out some good tickets the other day, X. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the tickets flow. You know what I'm saying? It's just I give my opinion here. And I do put money on the picks that I make on the show just because I like to put my money where my mouth is. But, you know, then come come game day. That's when I get it popping. Heard it. So how you feeling about the Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James situation? LeBron hits him with a sucker punch, well, an elbow. Isaiah Stewart ended up getting stitches, had blood dripping down his face. He looked like he wanted to kill that man. And LeBron ain't want no parts of it. Uh, I saw Dion talking trash about Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was squaring up with nobody. I guess he was trying to fight the air that night. <laughs> Bro, he he looked like the Notre Dame mascot the way he was squaring up. It was like a fan. That's just how that's Come just on, how son. all LA niggas like square up. I don't know if y'all remember uh, when Trevor Ariza got into it with. I can't remember who he got into it with on when he was on the Rockets, but he squared up just like that. It's funny. Nah, it's true. Because New York is like, even though most of us are right-handed, we all square up Southpaw. You know I was going to say, uh, no us. one pointed out how Ru- Russell Westbrook squared up Southpaw. This man's right-handed. <laughs> nah, that, yo, bro, that's how all New Yorkers fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we lead with our dominant hand. You know what I'm saying? Jab's nasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But don't ask me to throw an overhand left cut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> So, but it's the footwork. Then you switch to righty real quick, and then you drop the bomb that way. But you know, but anyway, by Isaiah Stewart, look, look, I'm not gonna sit here and shit on Bron or call him puss because that's a big dude charging at you, angry. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not ready to meet that emotion, I get it. I wouldn't want no smoke neither. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think I think LeBron probably thought it was gonna be a lot of posturing until he saw him put, like, the defensive end moves on the coaches and stuff. And then he was probably like, oh, shit, he really mad, but I think I might have fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So I get it, man. I mean, Bron's, what, 36 years old, father of four, three, four? Wasn't Bron just talking shit to end his cancer on that's, Twitter that's about different. if you got that's a problem? Different. Nah, I don't care, bro, because he's like, yo, if you got a problem, come see me. Don't, don't be talking. And then when when Stu, tried I don't to think I don't think Bron. Okay, I, well, one I think the two situations are massively different. They are but, different, but, I don't, but I don't think Bron meant that. Like, let's fight. Like he was like, "Oh, you gonna talk shit on my name? You gonna talk shit? Talk shit about what I'm doing? Say that shit to my face." He walked yeah, right by it, me. But Stewart tried to get in his face. Oh, uh, Stewart! Like, Stewart nah, wanted did, didn't want to do any talking. That's why. <laughs> That's the <laughs> difference. That was a that was the difference. I'm sure Bron would have had any conversation he wanted to have on that. 
There was no politicking, just straight hands. No, That's they were, they weren't going to yeah. talk about the Chinese government at all. <laughs> <laughs> and supposedly, supposedly, Braun tried to track him down after the game to apologize. No, he didn't. I said supposedly. I don't believe it. Yeah, he, he did that. I could have told you that report was going to come out as soon as the fight happened. That was Braun's way of saying, please don't suspend me for that long. I tried. Look, <laughs> the real thing. Credit the NBA because honestly, I didn't think they was gonna suspend Braun with a when there was a televised game in Madison Square Garden the next night. You know what I'm saying? I thought that league, you know, the league's interests were gonna come first, but shout out to them for doing the right thing and actually suspending him. Because I mean, low key, he, he deserved it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they did the right thing, and I really wasn't anticipating that they would. So, you know, shout out I'm to mad them. That, I'm mad that Isaiah Stewart got a worse suspension than him. I think he should have. Uh, yeah. I, I think he should have. I, I I think both of their suspensions probably should have been a little bit longer. But I do think Isaiah Stewart probably should have got the longer one. Um, Why? Because they never actually fought. Now I get he he escalated the situation. He didn't get off the court in time after he was ejected. But we got to stop acting like these people don't have emotions and they're not human. Like bro, in the heat of the moment. I mean, not you, Dion. You've already stated you out of there. You you ghost. But well, I, have, I would have my teammates near me. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like we all know, like, we know you. You would have just said, "Fuck it." I'm I, 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 I can tell you right now, it. if if I was on the Pistons, I'm not doing anything remotely similar to what Cade Cunningham did. If Isaiah Stewart wanted to go get Bron, be my guest. <laughs> now, I'm not getting in front of you. But X, you telling me in the heat of the moment, you wouldn't have reacted the same way. But here's the thing, right? Like, dog. We 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 hear players say this all the time. Nobody really want to fight. A lot of these dudes is really nah, cool. Stu looked like court. he really wanted to fight. You know what it is? Is like he he tasted his own blood and that set him off. You feel what I'm saying? Because I, I think seen, who was it? it he, Johnson two piece somebody a couple years ago. I think he two piece Serge Ibaka in his chin. Yeah, it, it happens, but it's not it's not often. They just want to appear tough. They want their teammates to get in between them. Then they want to pretend like, oh my god. If my teammate wasn't holding me back, I'd be all over you. When in reality, it's just like, look, they got to, you know, they got to keep up appearances. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. I Look, I, I understand why Stewart reacted the way he did because it was tight flagrant. The follow through was oh, disrespectful. Yeah. If it was just like a, like maybe a, a hard foul or he accidentally swiped them, all right, cool. But it was like he saw he made contact with his face and then he followed through with like the elbow slash form. And that's probably like, I right. there was intention that you can't you can't walk over to me with your hands up like, yo, shit, I ain't mean to do that. Like, no, nah, there was intention behind that. Now, did he intend to slice him open? Nah, he probably intended to like mush him. It just so happened he caught him in the right place. He caught him in the it looked like the eyelid or above the eyelid. And we all watch boxing. That's the easiest place for somebody to get cut because it's just skin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it looked worse than probably what it was, but. You know, not for nothing. When I watched it in slow motion, it looked like it was intentional, but it didn't look like he like OD'd. And then I seen all the blood all over his face, and I was like, nah, he looked like he just got washed. Yeah, I don't know if Braun intended to hit him uh, in the face. He definitely intended to hit him. Only Braun can answer where he intended to hit him. I mean, he wasn't staring at Stewart, so it's tough to say. It's tough to say what is. actual intentions were but i mean like i was saying bronze like 36 year old 36 years old father of three that man ain't about to fight you on national tv dog he's probably not gonna fight you at all like um i thought what bron did was super dirty there's no place for that shit in the sport to be honest um 
he talks about being a role model a lot like what he did is clown shit um especially like when you think about like how many kids like watch lebron james and like look up to him <laughs> all right come on all right yeah no i mean i'm just saying like that's to <laughs> me like like to me like if you want to place yourself on this pedestal like if james johnson did that shit i, I wouldn't care but like if you want to be that guy you have to be that guy 24 7 um I thought what he did was clown shit. He should have probably been suspended longer. I thought Isaiah Stewart's reaction, like, <laughs> at first, at first I was like, all right, man. Like, yeah, he, he, what he, I mean, he, his reaction's warranted, but at the same time, there's consequences for everything. Like, uh, would I have done what he did at 29? No, at 20, maybe. But like, I, I mean, it's just that, like, it, the basically the way I just said it, I thought it was kind of childish. But, like, at 20, I probably would have the same exact reaction. Especially, But that being said, like, he, he stood in front of Braun and didn't really do shit. <laughs> everyone, everyone got in between them, and all of a sudden, Isaiah Stewart's the toughest guy in the world. I think that goes no. back to, like, what X said, like... He tasted I don't think blood. he was really... Yeah, he wasn't really that mad, so he... Tasted his blood, yeah. yeah. I, I, I get that. I get that. But, I mean... Shit, bro. No, Bron knocked you on your ass. I just, felt like, I just felt like two games was a bit much. Like I, nothing. I now I could understand if he actually put hands on Braun or like pushed the referee on the floor trying to get to him, but nothing happened. I would have probably. Uh... But I understand they wanna they wanna set an example. It's like all right, set if we hit example, you with this, I'm talking about the league, like. I'm talking about the league. Like I know, Dion, you said that the suspension should have been longer. But what I'm saying is, for me personally, if I feel like they they overdid it with the suspension, so for but me, but you can't hurt. look at it from like a like a real life perspective. Of no, like, no, I'm looking whoa. at it from the league perspective. It's like the league does not want shit like that happening. So yeah, and one one game, game for the guy that threw a punch, and two games for the guy that like reacted that's outrageous but it's not it wasn't just a reaction like he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off for like two minutes stormed through the back there's a video of a security guard pointing to a different door saying he's trying to go there he's trying to go there and they had to flood that door there's cops all over the court the game stopped like it's not yes it's a reaction it was like a 15 minute delay right yeah it's it's a reaction sure like i completely agree like i said like 29 year old me probably doesn't react that way 20 year old me probably does but like that being said like i mean two games is nothing bro like these two idiots are gonna play each other on sunday i mean two two games is nothing but at the same time this is a guy that is only in his second year in the nba and he's getting well he's losing about 60 something thousand by missing these two games yeah, I mean, like, the now, money for, sucks, but, like, again, like, there, there's consequences to everything, and he's lucky. I, I, mean, right. I, I think they're both mad lucky. Braun, maybe not. I, I didn't think Braun was getting suspended at all. But Isaiah Stewart's lucky this wasn't closer to, like, double-digit games. You got to think about it. All right, Braun, so question. Do you think Braun that... got the same suspension Jokic got. Like, come on, man. All right, so, but, but now let me ask you this. Do you think that suspension was two games because it was Braun or because of how the everything played out? suspension was two games because they weren't giving Braun more than one. So it was because the altercation was with Braun. And yeah, if the altercation saying, was with Avery Bradley, both these dudes are out until Christmas, probably. I doubt it. I doubt it. What what did they do to Rondo and Chris Paul when they got into their bullshit? I don't 
don't know. Rondo probably missed a while. Chris probably might not. <laughs> I think it was like, I don't even think they, I think if I'm not mistaken, it might have been like four games tops. Yeah, it was like four for Rondo and like two or three for Paul. I, I, I got to check that out. But it's like, I, I don't think it would have been that as long. Because again, no punches were really thrown. There was no fight. Nobody got hurt. Well, I mean, Stewart did. Yeah. Ingram got suspended four games. Rondo got suspended three. Chris Paul got suspended two. And Ingram got suspended four because he came off the bench and got involved. Nah, he was on the court. He just, like, they calmed him down, and then he moved over and, like, punched him. And then what about James Johnson? Can you double-check the James Johnson-Serge Ibaka fight? Because those are two nobodies technically in the NBA. Like, no disrespect to them, but they don't have any star power. So you would expect that they... I think James Johnson didn't. James Johnson only got, like, one game for that. And he two-pieced them in the middle of a game. But that's my whole point is, like, I don't think that they would have been suspended that long when you look at other situations and how they were handled. The only time you really saw a suspension like that... Did either of those punches land? The malice in the palace. Yeah, nah, he two-pieced them, bro. If I'm not mistaken, he might have missed one of them. The first, he, only, he only landed one and he didn't really have a lot of power behind it uh braun put isaiah stewart on his ass and the video from that shit's 18 seconds we watched 15 minutes of uh we watched 15 minutes of isaiah stewart chasing braun around all right real quick real quick what's if you had to, if you had to go into a street fight, what five NBA players you taking with you in the trenches? Because James Johnson is definitely on my five. James Johnson, give me both Morris twins. Um, I'm still taking you down to Haslam. I don't care how old he is. <laughs> I probably take Haslam. Are, are you talking current players? Current, yeah. We'll and then I, I don't oh, think okay. Draymond has hands, but Draymond seems like the type of guy. Like if he's in the, uh, if he's in the foxhole with you, so to speak. You gonna have to kill him. Well, uh, well, you know for a fact he is perfectly okay with kicking somebody in the nuts. I'm yeah. I what I what I want in if like I'm going into a street fight with people is people that don't mind dying. Like <laughs> <laughs> from Cali, of course that's the case. Like you got if if you're going in it like damn if we beat their ass I'm here but as soon as we start getting our ass beat I'm running like nah bro that's well not nah yeah that's the, you have that. like you gotta you gotta be willing it's gotta be us or them. So if you had to pick all right so if you had to pick three people not named Morris, that's tough. Pick three people in the NBA you 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 ready to go to war with. Like, if you're about to rumble, you want them on your side. Uh, James Johnson. James Johnson, Udonis Haslam. And Udonis Haslam boxes, right? I don't even know, bro. But he from, he from like, the hood part he's of Miami. Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, he, hey, he's a different breed, bro. Yeah, that's real life tough. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he's yeah, a different no, breed. They got everybody born in Florida has scruples loose. <laughs> I think it'd be Johnson, Draymond. Really, you gonna pick somebody from the mitten after you met? But like him? I said, bro, oh, I want. Cool, I, like I said, Draymond might not have hands, but he looks like someone that would I not might mind Miles Bridges, bro. He probably gonna pull up with uh, a stick. No. Miles Bridges pulling up with a stick, or at least homies with a stick. I think I probably take Dame, bro. Oh, he's from Oakland, right? No, Dame's from the gutter, gutter, like. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's like Udonis Haslam type tough. He just isn't very hear, vocal about it. No, nah, I did hear Lillard got hands up low key. He boxes in the offseason, yeah. too, yeah. And he spars he with hands. Andre Ward. 
Yeah, he got hands. Well, John Wall is a millionaire. He's still throwing up gang signs like it's nothing. But I see, to, all that, to, all that shit's vocal, too. bro. I want the quiet dude. The one that's quiet is the real. He's a problem. Yeah, he's the psycho. Yeah, that's why yeah, I want. We say the quiet ones are the crazy ones. And yeah, I if we get in a street fight, I want the crazy ass motherfucker. Fuck it, give me Stephen Adams. Oh, shit, no. My oldest brother be <laughs> at me, bro. You're gonna have to kill Stephen Adams. You're not knocking yeah. Stephen Adams out, bro. I do like, fuck with that energy because I'm a, I'm gonna take off. So the people that stay gotta be willing to die. That's why yeah, I nah. said before, bro. Like, <laughs> I know you, bro. Like I, I, that's why I said I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to X in the heat of the moment. Dion's going to the locker room and gonna let his teammates. Nah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna swing a few times. <laughs> I'm gonna swing a few times if shit's looking bro, like this, it, this is serious. All right, I'm out of here. You gonna pull mellow in the garden oh yeah <laughs> nate robinson maybe look dion gonna be the loudest shit talker in the room and, he, <laughs> and look he gonna get the first punch off but yeah. after that you're gonna be like yo where was dion yeah dion going side i'm gonna get missing i'm gonna I'm <laughs> land one and you probably not gonna land one on me and the one i land might get you it also might not i don't know but i know i'm not gonna get hit There's i'm like that picture with you and nima and ml i ain't worried about your punches Stop. Nah. Stop. <laughs> First off, if you if you zoom in, you can see the biceps sticking out of that. First of all, real <laughs> ones, <bro. laughs> Look, we the real ones know punch of power comes from your lower half, and we all know. You ain't I. You ain't got one. You know Second, first, first off, first off, first off, the real My one. Is five eleven, five ten, all torso. I, 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 I wish I, the fact that I look 5'10, that's fire. I'm not 5'10. <laughs> but uh, the reality, we all know punching power is based on where you land. Precision beats power. I'm precise, nigga. I'm an, <laughs> I'm an athlete, nigga. I, you <laughs> might have all the power in the world. You're going to miss. I'm going to land right on your chain, counter punch. Whoa. I'm out of can, there. I can yeah, knock out a horse short form out, though. Look, I know I'm not saying I'm gonna knock him out, but it's gonna land right on the chin. The one punch I throw, then I'm out of there. It's gonna all you need is five pounds of pressure on the chin to knock a nigga out. And that's what and I'm saying. Pre- apply, precision beats power. Apply, that's what I'm saying. If you can't apply five pounds of pressure, then you really are a little body. Preci- precision beats power, bro. You worried about lower halves, top halves, all that shit. I'm worried about landing on your chin. We got two different concerns. Mine's pause. about winning. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. So you worried about lower halves and upper halves. I'm worried about landing on your chin. That was wild. My concern is winning the fight. Your concern is what somebody looks like. Yo, so let's move on from the all the fighting and violence. And Dion, I guess we could start with you since your team has the best record in the NBA. How are you feeling about the first month of the NBA? What's your biggest surprise? What are you most excited about other than Clay coming back? Um, surprise how bad the rest of the league is. Uh, what I'm excited about is hearing X's apology. All right, let's just get to it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, X, let's start. I guess we could just move on straight to you. Like, yeah, I pop a lot of shit and I have a lot of strong opinions. So when I'm wrong, I'll say, Look, I didn't anticipate the Warriors being this good. I'm gonna just keep it a buck. You know what I'm saying now? Well, I mean, if anybody listens to the show, then they know you didn't because you was shitting on them a couple weeks ago. Who, the Warriors? Yeah, yeah, yeah you had shitting the on them A few weeks ago, when we did our NBA, our NBA predictions at the beginning of the season, you was dogging the Warriors. Nah, I mean, look. They, look. Otto Porter, he's healthy-ish. 
healthy-ish. <laughs> Look, man, I mean, you know what I'm still saying? overweight, and didn't he just miss a game? Probably. Uh, yeah, but th- that's like veteran rest days, bro. Like, the whole team's going to have those throughout the year. But bro, in fairness, that man needs in fairness. more veteran des- rest days than any role player in the NBA, though. If bro, it's been, it's been 15, 15, 16 games. He's missed one. 17 games, 17 games. He's missed one game. Come on, bro. But That's yeah, I mean, he's not being relied. The good thing for the Warriors and Otto Porter Jr. is that he's not being relied upon the way he was in Chicago and Washington. Sure. So that helps him out, too, where he doesn't have to play as many minutes. He's not playing as big of a role, so he gets to preserve his body a little better. In fairness to me, I did pick Draymond to win Depoy, and I which think is, I got him at, like, plus 950. So, Wait, you know. do you really think that was a good pick, though? He's gonna Absolutely. win it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you did you just say he's gonna win it? Yes. Yeah, I think he'll win it because that award, bro. So here's the thing about defense in the NBA. Um, unless it's your team, unless unless it's the Mavericks, no offense, X. X's knowledge on defense isn't gonna be as high as it is on offense, unless it's the Warriors when I will I'm watching minimal Laker games or minimal whatever games. I'm not gonna know the ins and outs of that team's defense. Defense in the NBA is all narrative based. Draymond has the backing of the narrative. He's gonna win that award. It's not even narrative, bro. But I, see, you first of all don't shortchange my wisdom. I know about <laughs> defense, and the thing is, when you see Draymond, he the way he gets other people to, to rotate properly, like he's calling out plays. He's exactly where he needs to be, yeah. and the fact that he's such an elite rim protector, even though he's not that tall. And at his age, he's not really that athletic anymore. And he, still, he's team. able to contest shots. Bro, that's all timing Dude, I'm not saying Draymond's a bad defender, but you're saying a man is a defensive player of the year when the Who else is going to win it? Are, but, but, bro, I'm not even talking about that right now. I just want to point out this, which is very important when it comes to defensive player of the year because you see categories like this help guys like Mark Gasol and Rudy Gobert win Defensive Player of the Year. Opponents' offensive rating is six points higher when Draymond is on the court than when he's off the court. Yeah, well, see, this, now this but is that, what I, this a, is what I mean a... by narrative-based, bro. Because, like, if you watch the Warriors again, like, night in and night out, the defense is better when Draymond's not on the court because we play much slower. And the D also the D the lineups are way different. Like you're talking about like at that look, point, who's playing, who's playing point guard. Opponents are shooting a better percentage when he's on the court. They're rebounding better when he's on the court. They have a we, higher assist percentage, like literally across the board. The yeah, we, we play smaller defense, and slower when he's the only thing that the defense is doing better when he's on the court is they're um, slowing down ball movement. But even the turnover percentage increases for opponents when he's on the bench than when he's on the court. Like, literally every major statistical category for defense, the Warriors better when he's not playing. There isn't really a reliable defensive stat because all of them are flawed. Look, I'm not saying more than any other award. More than any other award, Depoy is more eye test than anything because it's all circumstantial. It's all about what lineups is he playing with. But you've seen guys like I said, Rudy Gobert, Mark Gasol, uh, Tyson Chandler. Guys like like that have won Defensive Player of the Year because. 
of the on-off numbers. But all that's going to change when Clay gets back because Draymond's not playing a ton with Wiggins at the moment. Okay. See, now that's the first solid argument I've heard against those numbers since I Well, that's what I mean by, like, it's a narrative thing. Like, you, it, unless you're watching the game, you're watching the rotations, you're seeing the lineups out there, you're seeing the way the team's playing, you're seeing how everybody's playing individually on defense, like, it all comes down to the narrative. If you're asking me who the best defender on the Warriors is this year, I think it's Wiggins, and I don't really think it's that close. But that being said, like, yeah, public perception is going to be Draymond, and it makes perfect fucking sense. Draymond's a fucking genius. Everything X said is correct. Um... Yo, it's crazy how you call him a genius now, but you be shitting on him behind closed doors. I respect That's not true. I, I, I've been calling him a bitch on this show the whole time. He's a very smart player. He is still a bitch, and he still gets cooked on the defensive end individually. Does that mean he's not smart? Nah, he's, like, really smart. No, uh, he is. And we haven't said anything offensively. That's always been my biggest issue with Draymond is, like, the aggressiveness on the offensive end. Actually, shoot, the fu- the, shoot the fucking the- ball. According to basketball reference, the offense has been better with him on the court than off the court. Who does he play with? I'm just I'm just going off Stephen of Stephen Wardell know, Curry. Look, we all know numbers aren't everything. Eyes play a part in it. I'm just saying, based off of what I'm looking at right now, the offense has been better with it. I mean, technically they're it's pretty even for the most part, but when you break it down to certain things and look at the different statistical categories, they rebound better when he's on the court. They The ball moves a lot more when he's on the court. And they even and the, the rim protection is actually the same. Apparently, whether he's on the court or off the court, it's an identical 10.2% block percentage for the, the Warriors. Yeah, I don't know if I would agree with that. If there's one thing, one like claim to fame you should have with the team, it's rim protection. Well, I mean, rim protection is a little more than just blocks. So maybe that was a little bit the way. Yeah, the way look, yeah, the way he got the way he the way he guards pick and roll specifically is incredible. Um, oh, yeah. in my opinion, the thing he does the best is um, if he gets switched out to someone, it is crazy how good he is at getting the switches back. It, we're never out of position on defense with Draymond on the court. No, you're ne- is, you're Draymond never Draymond catching a, a small on a big with Draymond on the court. So oh, here's like the thing. you said, he's one you of the could... smartest players in the game, especially yeah. on the defensive end. But see, I, I feel like, look, I, I feel like, and it's not just you, like, it's people in general. I think people look at the wrong stats. Like, people say, okay, well, the percentage that Draymond Green is allowing at the rim or that the other team is shooting is high when he's on the court. But look at the type of shots that the opposing team is taking. What percentage of the team shots are at the rim? If if he's a deterrent, right? Because, okay, yes, he's not the tallest. He can't jump the highest. And yes, he's going to get scored on by the Nikola Jokic's of the world. But is the other team settling for more runners in the lane or are they settling for more mid-range jumpers? Because of his defense, they're not really shooting as many shots in the lane. Well, then the field, the percentage that they're shooting at the rim is almost insignificant because he's changing the type of shots that the other team is taking. And he's forcing the other team to play left-handed because they can switch one through five when he's on the court. And with the way he rotates, he's going to make the other team but that settle for, like, for now, more difficult shots. Now, I just want to say, I know you said you, you're speaking in general with the Draymond detractors, but I just want to say that one... I was I'm just playing devil's advocate right now because y'all both agree with each other. Somebody has to disagree. Well, I, I don't think wait, wait, he no, should no, be... I'm not done. I'm not done. Secondly, 
what you just said doesn't help your argument x because like i said our opponents are shooting a higher percentage with him on the court than when he's off the court the, again that's because wiggins isn't playing with him as much as he will be here in a couple weeks but like I'm not saying Draymond should be defensive player of the year. I don't fucking know. I'm just saying I know how the other word works. I understand where the narrative's going. He's going to win that if we continue to win games. Well, yeah, no. If you continue, if you, if you, if your team continues to keep playing the way they're playing, then it, it probably just going to be handed to him before the season's over. Which but, stinks uh, because I think Wiggins should be first team all defense, and he won't be because everybody's going to give Draymond the credit. You know, but, it's but, funny, like, originally- but it's like playing cornerback in the NFL. You're never going to see a cornerback win defensive player of the year. It'll be the D-lineman. It'll be the D-lineman. Exactly. And it's the same thing on defense. The big man, look, is Wiggins a much better on-board defender? Absolutely. It's not even fucking close. Yeah. The, but the question is, is, is more likely that Draymond is going to be involved in a lot more actions. And so he's more important to whether to as the anchor of the defense than an individual wing defender is. Now, yeah. somebody like Kawhi, he's so above and beyond great. He's like Darrell Vivas. That, yes, somebody like him can win it as a wing, but it's hard to give the deploy to a wing defender or, at that point, even a guard. You know what I'm saying? Unless yeah. you like lead the league in steals and you put up the counting stats, that that award is made for big men. And because of that, yes, it is narrative, but it's also just the nature of the award. That's why I feel like Draymond was a great bet no, at no, plus no. 850 or whatever the fuck I got it at. That, that's that's actually a good point because other than Kawhi Leonard, we haven't seen a wing player win defensive player of the year since Ron Artest. Kawhi I forgot round one. Huh? I said I forgot Ron won it. Yeah. yeah that's the thing. And Ron was such then, a fucking disruptive player that it makes sense why he would be the outlier. And even worse. Yeah, didn't he? And I think he was like top though. five in blocks and steals that year. Yeah, he, and was, then he was what nuts. makes it crazy is that when you look at guards, the last time a guard won the defensive player of the year was Gary Payton in the 90s. Yeah. But you know, it's funny because when I first asked Dion what his biggest surprise was. Originally, I thought he would mention the Phoenix Suns because he's been talking about how ass they are since the offseason. And I was actually in the nah, game. It doesn't surprise me because, like I said, no, the rest me... of the league stinks. Yeah, but not only that. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> So I, I did a little bit of digging because the, the, the Phoenix Suns are on a 13-game win streak. I don't know if anybody noticed. We play they're, next they're, like a, they're like a half a game behind. No, they're one game behind. One game. We play them next Tuesday. One game behind Golden State for the best record in the NBA. And they're on a 13-game win streak. But I started looking at who they played. Cupcakes. They haven't beat a good. They haven't played a good team in weeks. Yeah, it, it's fun. I mean, look, man. The best team they've played during this win streak is the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, they stink. And I don't even exactly like. I can't even say that they're a good team. They beat the Dallas Mavericks twice. No disrespect to you. Uh, no Luca in either I, game, though. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, X. No way. Correct. Yeah. No, no, he correct. didn't play. He didn't play. On he didn't play. Either he didn't play the second one. I I think he played the first one and he didn't play the second one. I believe he got hurt in the first one, right? That's when they said, "Oh, he has no." He didn't play in either one, actually. Yeah, I don't think I because I bet Mavericks both those games. I think he got oh, hurt in the game that before that because I have him on my fantasy. I think they covered one. Well, it well, depends on what the spread was because one game was close. They lost. Wait, can we have the Devin oh. Booker conversation or maybe another podcast? But. 
he's he's a product of NBA Twitter. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. No, 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 no. You can't think he's a product of NBA Twitter when everybody's been shitting on him his whole career up until last year. Well, and I mean, he even was last sets. year. Even he's last year, everybody guy. was giving all the credit to. Oh, I forgot Bill. that you're a fucking Devin Booker. Yeah, he's a, he's a Booker stand. I was like, why is he so hey. fiery and passionate? I remember he's a Trey Young and Devin Booker stand. Yeah. So you defend him to the death blindly without logic. Nah, so but not for Let's not have the conversation. He's, he's gonna go I'm not saying he's a superstar <laughs> talent. But people have been like, there have been more Devin Booker detractors than supporters his entire career. Even last year, everybody, the consensus was Chris Paul was the reason for everything. Yes. Chris Paul, money. But that's not the fucking case. <laughs> that is. That is the, who's the he's, he's one, he is one dimensional. He's one dimensional. First of all, look, when you say one dimensional, you mean like he's not a good defender, right? Because he's a solid no. playmaker. He's, now, he's okay. Now, he's an okay playmaker. Now he's, he's an okay. okay. He's okay. Now Wait, he's are you okay. saying he's an okay playmaker now that Chris Paul is there? Because you know, no, he, he's average. an okay playmaker because now that like the the offense is super wide open. He's got. He better averaged as a almost playmaker. seven assists two years in a row before Chris Paul got there. Those. And then the second year, the second year, the second year, they barely missed the play-in. And that was with DeAndre Ayton being suspended for 25 games. Is that the bubble year? Yeah, but even... Bo- you know but how I feel play. about that. Right, but the bubble was only eight games, bro. Yeah, they bro, went eight and no. If, if you have yeah, the but ball if you, in if you your hand... You can't, say, five, no, <laughs> you can't say it was only eight games. They went eight was, and no. My Sorry. whole point was that they were on the bubble of making the play-in. <sighs> Even before they went to Disney World. Good for them, man. We played no. them three times in the they, next They month. showed we'll improvement. See. They showed drastic improvement as a Bro, team. they played against fucking teams that that were fuck that didn't give a fuck that were yeah. either resting for the playoffs or were out of it. That was a fucking empty ass eight and no. Now here's I wanna the say, I'm not talking about the eight and no. I want to say the bubble where where they made it close, which is what you're talking about. They played the Kings. I think they played the Clippers twice. Bro, what in Patrick Beverly? No, all I the players were sitting on the bench. The bubble. I'm saying even if you take away the bubble, bro. But you they can't. They went eight to no. How many teams got dubbed? In Being near the whole West. I think everybody in the West besides the Warriors was in that bubble. Well, I mean, they had. I think it was. They said everybody within like two games or something like that. of the eight. Two games of the 10 seed. I'm pretty sure the whole West besides the Warriors went to the bubble. Yeah, it was like the Knicks and the Hawks that didn't go. But in the West, I think it was like the Kings. And no, the, the Kings were there. Oh, the Kings were the Kings were fucking there. The Come Kings on. were there, yeah. The, the Kings, Kings went there. to the bubble. Luke Walton and, should, and they won and two games. To tell you something that the fucking Suns went eight and zero and still didn't make the fucking playoffs. So <laughs> exactly. I don't want to shit. That's how fucking far behind they were before the bubble. They went eight and zero. Oh my god, they played five hundred basketball during a fifteen game stretch. Look at the fuck. Look, bro. Remember, my, I never said be real they about were Booker. a great team. I never said they were a great team. I also said I'm not saying he's a superstar talent. What I'm saying is that they showed a lot of improvement. And again, everything you just said, take into account that DeAndre Ayton, and at that time, that's their second best player, and their only real big. Lurk, the only reason that they showed improvement was because they had actual NBA caliber players filling out the back end of that rotation. Early on in Devin Booker's career, yes, they had non Stop so non caliber NBA players. He was averaging 26 points and six assists. That was that was cute. That was cute. Yes. <laughs> all right, bro. But, all right, all right. Bro, I got nothing I can to say point about this. But how many players behavior? 
look, how many, I can point to how many players that average 26 points and their team is dog shit. I'm telling you, I'm giving Wiggins. credit to Booker. I'm giving credit to Devin Booker. He has taken steps forward as a playmaker. He's not elite. He's not great. Oh, I never said he was good enough. I said solid. All right. So exactly. So you're arguing against a straw man argument. You're putting words in our mouths. What I'm saying about Booker is that he's a good player. He's a good player. But he took a lot of slack early in his career with good reason. His shot selection was terrible. Yes, he averaged seven assists. But when you literally are, you have the ball in your hands and you're not a point guard, you might average seven assists, but you're not really running your offense in an efficient but way. He was but you got seven assists. Position, no, he was bro. not. He was Bro, not. yes, he was. Because what? Because he averaged seven assists? No, the they had him playing the point guard because they had no point guard. They didn't have a point guard until the year of the bubble. And that's Rubio. why their offense was fucking dog shit. All right, look, listen. Stunk. It's listen. just facts, bro. Even after they got Ricky Rubio, a real point guard, he still averaged the same amount of assists. And Ricky yes, Rubio the first few years, team, look, man. the first few years of his career, his shot selection was horrific, right? But then the year before the bubble, he averages 26 points, damn near seven assists, while shooting 47% from the field. The following year, he's shooting 49% from the field while averaging basically the same amount of assists and the same exact amount of points. That's still not 49%, 49% from the field is not. 49% like, from the field is not good, bro. He's shooting damn near 50% on mostly jump shots. Who's while still shooting. <laughs> and look, he's got 92% from free throw. All right, let's move. Look, I, I knew I knew what was going to happen. And they play. All right, they play the Warriors on Tuesday. Who y'all got? I got the, the Warriors. Warriors. The Warriors. <laughs> Come on, I had the Warriors. The Warriors were my favorite to win it all. Once I knew Kyrie was most likely not going to play. That boy can get the vaccine at this point. It don't matter. I don't know. Like I said, uh, like, like uh, you, know, you are too. I hate you. I'm glad I didn't matter, know bro. you Yo, years ago, bro. The Nets. The Nets are going to put them. KD at the five. And, and they're what? gonna fucking and they're gonna what, what he gonna do apart. shoot seven to twenty like he did the other day? God, come on, all right, bro. Man. What I'm Don't not gonna you're what he not gonna, gonna do? slam the slim reaper when you love him more than you love yourself. What he gonna do? What Harden gonna do? That's get clamped home, by now, Wiggins that's again. Homer in you. What, what Kyrie gonna do? Get clamped by Clay? Nah, Who they gonna rely on all, Patty Mills? First of all, wasn't nobody on the Warriors clamping Kyrie? Chill out. What you mean, 2016? Wasn't nobody clamping Kyrie. We had one perimeter defender back then. Yeah. Bum-ass Harrison Barnes. I love Steph Curry. Like, I love watching Steph Curry. But you're going to make me have to defend Kyrie just because you're such a huge homer. And because of that, hey, man. I'm just going to step away from the conversation because I don't want to shit on Curry because <laughs> hey. I hate you. So I'm just going to back away. You Look, know what I, I'm saying? I, I just hope Kyrie shows up. We'll be there. Hopefully he's there too. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, X, what what would be your biggest surprise for the season? It's the fucking Bulls, man. Honestly, <laughs> man, it's the fucking Bulls. I there's no and honestly, I here's the thing, right? It, they're one of those teams where the eye test and the results make me makes it appears though I'm wrong, but I really don't think I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't Their think you're offense, wrong. Their offense is not elite. I think their offense is like somewhere between 12th and 14th. It's not elite. Their defense is a fucking house of cards. Now, don't get me wrong. Caruso and Ball, hey, the motherfuckers are playing defense. I'm not even going to, you know what I'm saying? But that shit is not sustainable, bro. Guard defense is probably the, the least important defense in the league. Who do they have at the big man position? Like, are they going to play drop? 
with Nick with Nikola Vucevic, they're gonna get fucking scorched. You feel what I'm saying? If they have to play physical wings, I love Caruso. He could lock up some smaller guards, but he's not doing nothing against physical wings. Neither is Lonzo Ball. They don't have wing defenders. So if you have a team that can really attack DeRozan, you know what I'm saying, and attack Levine on the perimeter as wings, bro, what are they gonna do? You I mean, know what they I'm got smoked by the Pacers the other night. Smoked by the Warriors too. And no, yeah, they got. But and like I said. Right now, they're winning more games than I thought they would. But at the end of the season, I think there's going to be some regression. I think they're going to be closer to a 500 team than what they are now. But I'm not going to front on them and say that they haven't had a good start because they have. I just feel like a lot of this shit that they're doing just isn't fucking sustainable. You know what I'm saying? So right now I'm wrong, but I still have hope that I'll be right. The Hornets, I was, the Hornets are the Hornets. I'm not surprised. I called the Spurs over. I still feel good about the Spurs over. So the only other, the only surprise for me personally, Spurs are four that, and twelve, bro. What was I, the I, over like? 25? I think the number is like eighteen. Yeah, it was like eighteen. I think they could, <laughs> I I think they could like win nineteen games. Nah, it's mad low. The Spurs thing. Okay, yeah. but um, <clears throat> honestly, I thought you would have said your biggest surprise was Rick Carlisle and them boys being eight and eleven right now. After you said they was gonna be the shit, and they and you was. You was caping for no, Carlisle in the pace I'm, before. The I mean, look, here's a here's the thing. The reason they didn't make any significant moves because Carlisle was like, look, I want a chance to coach him. I want a chance to see what I got with the team, and then we can make a move. I don't think Turner and Sabonis go past the trade deadline on the same team. They still really haven't had Karis LeVert healthy. They still haven't had TJ Warren back. So you're talking about two of their best three to four players? You feel what I'm saying? What the so, hell is wrong with Warren? I don't, I don't know. I feel like he's been hurt forever, bro. <laughs> I think he suffered a setback during his... Um, Got you. Yeah. What and was the original injury? Really, I, honestly, at this point, I don't even know what it started as or what it mutated to. Because he missed all of last year, basically, right? Yeah. 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 For the most part, yeah. But it's uh, something that's really painful, apparently. It's, it's a pain threshold thing, but it's a really painful injury, so it makes it hard. Um, but like I said, I don't, I think, I think they'll be all right. You feel what I'm saying? They had a really difficult schedule early on. So I'm not, I think they'll be okay. It's the East, you know what I'm saying? And the East is trash. Yeah. The East stinks. That's what, that was going to be my surprise. Uh, not because I was wrong about this. I'm typically right in about 95% of the things I say, (laughs) but, uh, everyone else thought the East was going to be good and the East stinks, but, um, East is no, the East is top heavy. It's just the bottom isn't as bad as it's been in years prior. But it doesn't mean that the conference was good. Yeah. It's just the dregs of the of the Eastern Conference are slightly better than they were in years past. I like mean, the Knicks are up, the, East, the Celtics the are up, a, the Hawks the, are the, up. Are the Knicks up? Up as in up as in like they're 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 probably a 500 team. Oh. All right. So there's 11 teams in the East as of like coming into tonight's games. There's 11 teams in the East, 500 or better. There's nine in the West. Yeah, but the, that's more of the what top of the West about. is way, way, way. Worse. But here's the oh, thing. No, yeah, for a fact. The second fact. seed the second seed and the ninth seed in the East are separated by well, two Well, actually, games. you can't even really say that either, Dion, because, look, you got Golden State at 15 and 2, mm-hmm. Phoenix at 14 and 3, and then mm-hmm. Utah 11 and 6, 10 and 7. There's I would say teams. those first right, look, three teams look, are, are better than – yeah, yeah, but we're we're going off of records right now and like just where the conference is as a whole, right? 
So no, there's four teams in the West with double-digit wins, and there's eight teams in the East with double-digit wins. Well, I'm saying the reason there's 11 seeds in the East that are 500 is because they don't have to play the Warriors and Spurs. Or the Warriors and Suns, excuse me. X, what was it? What were you about to say? Two and nine and, are separated by, like, two games? Like, that. that's why East. there's 11. That's why and there's 11 plus, teams, 500. The Bucks, the Bucks have, like, 10 L's already. Why? Because they've been fucking ravaged by injuries. They haven't. I think, is Brooke Lopez even back yet? I don't even I don't know. I think so. But the Bucks are not a team uh, that should have 10 losses. So, they've boosted the records of a couple teams by giving some teams some free dubs. Kyrie didn't so, get the vaccine. Yeah, so I hey, listen. Wait, Kyrie didn't get the vaccine, and the Nets still got the best record in the East at thirteen and five. Yeah, but they have five it's losses. Probably, like it, it, if Kyrie plays, they they're it's probably, probably like, seventeen and one. Yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, that's a massive difference. Like when when you don't right. have to play Kyrie, and then you don't play the Warriors and Suns. That's just a big difference. And then like you look look at the Bulls' schedule, for example, because when X was talking, I was just curious. They've beaten the Pistons twice, the Raptors once. Uh, the Pelicans once they played the bum ass Celtics and beat them. Uh, like they beat the Knicks, the Lakers, the Clippers, bum ass Knicks, the bum ass bum ass Lakers, bum ass Clippers, the bum ass Nuggets. Like they, ass Nuggets. They're playing nobody. Like these Eastern teams' schedule is easier because they <clears throat> like they're just not playing the best. It and it's okay. Like. You can say the East is more fun. If that's the argument, I'm 100% on board. I think there's like, assuming Kyrie doesn't get the vaccine, there's like six teams out East that I think are really good. Um, and the West seems a lot more closed right now. Uh, six? You can get to six in the East? Yeah, let me look at that. Let me look at the I, standings. I've again. got the Bucks. There's easily got, look, four. The Heat, the Nets, the Bucks, the Heat, Bulls. Nets, Bucks, Bulls. Oh, don't put the Bulls in yet. Don't yeah, put the Bulls in no, yet. Heat, I, Bucks, Net, Heat, Bucks, Nets. That's three. And Heat then Bucks there's Nets. a wide chasm. And, and then, then there's a gap. The there's a gap. And then I got Philly. Okay. I really Atlanta. like Philly. Then it's probably a gap for Philly. Right, stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. I mean, maybe stop after we break Timber. Stop it. I, I got, oh my, uh, Philly, I, I think Atlanta could make a run again, hypothetically. I think they need to make a trade. They I do too. But see that, that's where, that's where I get six. I think both the Bulls and Atlanta are primed to make a trade. But Bulls see, don't have any I think Atlanta, though. uh, the Bulls have a ton of assets. I think Atlanta could make a <laughs> trade. What? They don't have a pick for the next decade and a half. Patrick Williams, Kobe White. Patrick's hurt. You, you, Kobe White you, is that doesn't mean you can, that doesn't mean you can't trade Patrick Williams. But they yeah, they won't. Patrick they Williams, love Patrick Williams. Williams. Kobe White is going to trade assets. If Come you're on. at the trade deadline and you're the Chicago Bulls and you are middle, I'm not saying they're middling, but from contender standpoint, they're middling. Um, and you and someone becomes available and, and it makes sense. You could also also you could trade Lonzo. Ooh. Look, and, and, and look, First that, of all, that's a Dame that's a Dame Lillard landing spot. That's Hard a Dame Lillard landing spot. We haven't even mentioned the fucking Wizards with my guy, yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie. Bro, your guy they're legit. They're legit. Dinwiddie, bro. Your guy, Spencer Dinwiddie. And, it, and it, no, I was, I, bro, I was singing his praises all because he was out of sight, out of mind. Because of the timing of all the see, he was pretty much gone for like two and a half, three seasons, you know what I'm saying, basketball-wise. But he was legit before he got hurt. You feel what I'm saying? And look, it was... No, nah, come on, son. He was a borderline all star on that Nets roster. He was he was the truth. But anyway, He's a borderline all star in the East, bro. Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill hasn't even played 
good basketball yet. That's all Dinwiddie carrying them. And I feel like they got audit. They got their picks. They got some trade, some movable contracts. They can make a move for a third piece. And then when they get Thomas Bryant back, I like the Wizards. I think that they can be the fourth best team in the East with the right move. Uh, I mean, they're the fourth best team right now, but I don't know, bro. But I'm talking about like at the end of the year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, that's what I'm saying. Like we, they're the fourth best team right now, and Milwaukee hasn't even kicked it into high gear yet. So that's what I'm yeah. saying, like. But what, what is high? What, wanna, what is high gear for Milwaukee? Like what? What does that mean? Playing real. I mean, they haven't played great basketball. That's what I'm I mean, their team is on the court at the same the time. Hasn't been. Their team hasn't been healthy. They haven't been playing great basketball. So it's like when they get their full roster back and they start playing like they're trying to get ready for the playoffs, that's going to change everything. Yeah, I mean, look, if Kyrie gets vaccinated, I take back everything I said about the, the East being more fun, by the way. But until then, I do think the East Yeah, but I want to I want to go back to the Hawks for a second. We don't got to spend too much time on them. But yeah, y'all talking about how the Hawks need to make a trade. The yeah. Hawks are only 9-9, nine and nine, right? But they're 8-1 and one at home. And they're on a five-game win streak. They started out slow, is and they've dealt with their own fair share of injuries. So you got a team DeAndre, that's they lost DeAndre Hunter for the season, I believe. Again, again, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, people, how many times are we gonna say that? People keep yeah. singing his praises, like they, they, the really people. Good. People is you. But nah, don't I worry. said he. I nah, said he's good. He We're not gonna do that, Dion. We're not gonna do team. that. We're not gonna do that, Dion, because he's when, when he played, he was good. He, yeah, he's you know like he brings a lot of value to the team. I wasn't sitting there acting like he was a fucking superstar in the waiting. He's what solid. they need, they need to upgrade the Bogdanovich Herder position. They need another dynamic playmaker who's just better than Herder and Bogdanovich. That's really what they need. They and they need, need Cam to take up. I'm getting tired of people acting like Clint Capella is a rim protector. Lurk. Come on, Lurk. <laughs> bro. Lurk. Come on, son. Violent, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. He's not a good who, rim protector. Who, who are they gonna get? Who are they gonna get that's better though? Like, like, and what's bro, your solution? They were one of the worst teams in the league at giving up points in the paint last year. And but what, what, what is your solution? Like, like, who are they gonna get? I don't know, bro. Fucking Rudy. How many great <laughs> rim like, like, are there any great rim protectors anymore? To, to upgrade from Capella, you have to get like mm. one of the best centers in the I'm league. I'm not saying. I'm not saying get rid of Capella. I'm saying that they need to shore up the interior defense. So they well, can how do you get, plan on they, doing that? You, with can, that? <laughs> you can get a backup big that is only good for defense. Uh, uh, like, because Capella, Capella's a great rebounder, right? So you're he, not going to play he, Capella he, and Agonku that often then? Okongu, What's his name? Onyeka Okongu. He, ha, he yeah. hasn't even played this year, bro. He has shoulder surgery in the offseason. Well, he's going to come back eventually, right? But he's also only 6'9". But he's got to play. Yeah, but, but, that's, but that's not the reason. Well, all I'm that saying is that he's games. not someone that I'm expecting to be an elite rim protector. I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying if you plan on keeping Capella and still like solving your rim protection issues, where are the minutes going to come from? Look, they got a stack. Gallinari's expiring. We're herders, an amazing team friendly deal. And like, you know, the what's his name? Jalen Johnson or who? The, yeah. little, the, the rookie that they got from Duke. Yeah, and maybe he, like. He got it right. And maybe like Sharif Cooper and see what that gets you. The, you DeAndre playing? Hunter never should have started this season on the roster. This is a fatal mistake that teams make with certain young guys. Yeah, because uh, he just got surgery in the all in, in during the playoffs. There was no reason yeah. why he should have been ready. 
No, that's not what I'm talking about. The fatal mistake they made was him not being dealt when his value was at his absolute oh. highest. Uh, they what brought him into the he's... season expecting him to be the guy that takes that. And I'm not saying he's a bad player by saying this, but they thought he was going to be the guy that could take the next step in terms of like self-creation and creation for others. That's not in DeAndre. In their defense, in their defense, if that you watch the game. Hawks the first 25, 30 games of the year last year before he got hurt, he did take that step. He was their secondary scorer and playmaker. Well, not playmaker, shot creator. He was their second option. Like John Collins was forced to take a back seat because it took him a while to figure out the Capella Collins dynamic. And then DeAndre Hunter stepped up. If you watch, if you watch the first 25, 30 games last year for the Hawks, he was they were running a lot of pick and rolls through him. He was creating his own shot more often than not. Yeah. He was getting the ball. Like it wasn't like what was what his saw in the playoffs. Yeah, like what we saw in the playoffs was they used Bogdanovich and Herder weren't they losing? More of a, it, it, ain't those ain't those first twenty five games how Buddy got fired? No, all right. Now, first of all, we could have a whole episode on why Lloyd Pierce got. I, fired. I'm just saying, like, weren't those first twenty five games when he got fired? Nah, yeah. it was because they went on the stretch. They went on. The they were losing. Where they were losing, and but, he got fired, and then they put the ball in Bogdanovich's hands and made the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, but but also in the one thing I'll give Lloyd Pierce is that he dealt with so many injuries before he got fired, and it was like the team got healthy immediately after McMillan took over, with the exception of Cam Reddish, and, and then a, Hunter, and then and Hunter got hurt later on down the season. And they put the ball in Bogdanovich's hands instead of Hunter's. Nah, My point was, is like te- teams always do this with certain young guys where they expect them to make the next step. When if you look at their career all the way back from college at Virginia, that's not necessarily DeAndre, DeAndre Hunter's game. Can he do it a little bit? Sure. Like here and there. Sure. But like, is he going to be that guy? No. His value is at the all time highest. You had the plenty of the salary to make it work. They should have pushed for a, a trade. And they should have gotten that person. Now they're stuck. Who well, the fuck is trading for DeAndre Hunter now? In the playoffs, do you? Is his value still at an all-time? Yeah, because you know he's gonna be back in the beginning of the season. His value is high enough for them to think he was gonna make that step, despite I mean, not having an offseason. He, now DeAndre Hunter got value, bro. There's, yeah. there's, there's a ton of there's a ton of teams that would want him. Have value. I was just questioning how high his value was fresh off of surgery. It was high enough to get the guy you need. So who should they have traded for him? Probably Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons? Yeah, I hate that for them. Well, you hate Ben Simmons. But but yeah. think about having Ben Simmons, John Collins, and Capella on the court at the same time. Then you move somebody else. You keep do, like you just have to keep doing. It. You have to no, they I, have to all right. They have to do a roster turnover. This roster stinks. They have to do a roster turnover. It's gonna take more than one trade. It's probably Capella that needs to be moved, and here's why. Because if you need in certain lineups where you need defensive big, if you can get away with Okongwu being your defensive big, then you move Capella. And then you hope that in crunch time, Collins can at least hold it down at the five well enough to where it allows you to play three wings next to Trey. And that's probably your best path forward. So I would probably, it's probably Capella that gets moved. If in, I'm in then, I'm scenario. probably barking on, a, I'm calling Indiana nonstop, seeing if I can get Brogdon and Turner. Yeah. Yeah. But the question, but yeah. I would move DeAndre Hunter plus in that deal. 
And then you flip Capella somewhere else for another wing if you have to, if if yeah. Indiana doesn't want him. Yeah. No. Yeah. I could see that. I think I think where Turner goes, honestly, wherever Brogdon slash Turner goes, I think that's the one move outside of like a Bradley Beal or Zach Levine that could really change the fortunes of a team. Because let's yeah. be real, most trade deadlines, we get excited about moves, but none of them really move the needle like that. Um, a Brogdon Turner package could potentially move the needle for a team in a significant way. So I'm excited to see what the Pacers do. The problem is that the Pacers just, because they're not a free agent destination, they're just so scared of letting go of talented players because they can't afford to let talent walk out the door. Because, yeah. you know, there's no... You know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get somebody back in there unless it's a wild overpay. And they're never going to be bad enough to really draft a superstar. So, you know, they're kind of fucked. So I kind of get why they're trigger, trigger shot. They also just paid a coach a shitload of money who isn't necessarily like the greatest developmental guy. Yeah, which is why they yeah. drafted Duarte. But you know, exactly. Yeah. Good. So let's move on to the NFL. Let's do that. We're, we're already 11, 12 weeks into the season. Playoffs is right around the corner. I have a question for y'all. I want y'all to take a guess real quick. Who do you, What team do you think has the highest point differential in all of the NFL? Bills. Wrong. I'll give you one more chance, Dion. It's Pat, Pat's? The yes, Cardinals? Sir. It's the, the fucking Patriots. The Patriots have the highest point differential. Oh, yeah. They went on a little run the last three They weeks, just passed they the Bills by, what, two games or two points? Um, Yeah, something like that. Let me double check. Four points, to be yeah. exact. Now, what's crazy is that they only allowed one more point than the Bills, and then they scored four more. Here's another interesting stat for the Patriots. The Patriots have scored the third most points in the entire NFL. Now go look at their next five games. Nah, I mean, I, I'm none of this fits my narrative of on Bill Belichick. So <laughs> I'm just saying, go look at their next five games. It's like Titans, Bills, uh, somebody else really good. Bills again, like they they they're about to face a real schedule. Yeah, they have. This is their first time playing the Bills all season, right? Yeah, they play them twice over the next month. Yeah, this is a brutal stretch for them. But right now they're in the playoffs, so I they lead the division. Yeah, but they they only have a, a a half a game over the Bills. I just want to take a victory lap and say that I called the Bills under this season. Me too. And I knew they'd be regression to the. Mean. What was the over under again for them? Uh, like Twelve. It was mad high. I think it was like well, 11 and a half. Yeah. They're six and four with seven games left. They ain't making it, bro. That, that team's not very good. Great value. Chiefs. Chiefs ain't even that good. Yeah. The Chiefs haven't been that good this year. They're seven and four. Do y'all think they turned the corner or do you think they just haven't played anybody? I think Mahomes is hurt, bro. Like when you see him, he's clearly limping. So I just. I just think Mahomes has been hurt, but ultimately, if they're clicking offensively, you can't stop them, bro. Nah. Like, you just can't. See, it's hard to say, like, turn the corner because they have, like, the only game they really put up points on was against was, the Raiders. Yeah. But at the same time, they beat they beat the Cowboys, and they they beat the Cowboys, but they only scored 19. The Cowboys and beat then, themselves. Like, they only scored 13 against the Packers. 
They won all three of those games, right? They won. They're on a four-game win streak. They beat the Giants with a last. Sec- That's another thing. Like the only way the, they beat the Giants with a game-winning field goal with time running out. Yeah, when when I meant turn the corner, I meant from the Raider game on. To be honest, but I mean they still got to play the Broncos. Well, well, they should win oh. that now. They should beat the Raiders again. Yeah. They play the Chargers on the road. I think they'll beat them. They play the Bro, Steelers. They've at sunk. Home. They've stunk, and it's done it first. Honestly, so. they have a chance to run the table because they play. The Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. They have a real chance at running the table the rest of the season. Yeah, the reason I was asking is, like, I think, like, a couple weeks ago, I said something like, the, the Chiefs defense doesn't need to be good now. They need to be good uh, in the build-up to the playoffs and then go on a little run. And um, <clears throat> I think they sacked Dak, like, six or seven times uh, Sunday. And that's what the Chiefs defense is. That secondary has always stunk. Their linebackers have always stunk. But Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and them boys normally can get to the quarterback, and they haven't been so far this season. So they also did the same thing to Derek Carr. If that D-line has turned the corner, I think the offense eventually will catch up unless Mahomes is, like, hurt, hurt. If he's just hurt to where, like, he's playing through some pain, that offense will catch up eventually. Yeah, they're too good now, too. And low-key, Kelsey didn't, didn't really look like himself for a few weeks there, but... They're plus 31 in the scoring column. They, they've scored they've scored a lot of points. They've scored 281 points so far, and that's with the offense being underway. How many per game is that? Um, Let me see. They have how many points, I said? 281, 281 divided by 11. Say about like 26 a game. If I had to yeah, that's whatever math. for them. That's whatever for them. That's probably good for the rest of the league, I guess. Oh, my math is not too far off. 25 and a half points per game. I yeah, that, that's not that good for the Chiefs. No, it's not, but it's not like horrible either. For the Chiefs, it's horrible. But they for need the to be in the 30s. General, with the, with that defense, like like I said, he, he, even with the defensive line getting like six, seven sacks a game, that team needs to be in the 30s. Okay. I mean, they, they don't. I mean, they've only give up. They've only given up two hundred and fifty, eleven. So that's what about twenty four points per game. That's a, that's that's not good. No, not even twenty two. <laughs> they give up. They give up twenty two point seven points yeah, a that's game. That's not good either. So right now, what is this? Six seeds. So you got Buffalo, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Denver, Tennessee. Kansas City. Six seed? How's the division leader? No, no, no. I wasn't saying they were six seed. I'm just naming. I'm, I'm, I'm saying there's what? Six teams that make Oh, seven. Play. Seven teams make the playoffs. So right now we got the Patriots, seven and four. Kansas City, seven and four. Tennessee's eight and three. Um, The Ravens are leading their division. That's No, they're not even the leaders. No. Yeah, they are the leaders. Seven and three for the Raiders. So, I mean, the Ravens. So... Out of those division leaders, Patriots, Ravens, Titans, Chiefs, who do you believe in the most? Who do you believe in the least? Well, I'm going to just take the Patriots out altogether. Between the Ravens, Titans, and Chiefs, who do you believe in the most and the least? Titans the least, Chiefs the most. Is there a chance that Derrick Henry comes back in time for a playoff run? I think so. I think so. Name those teams one more time for me. Uh, Ravens, Titans, Chiefs. 
who do we believe in the most and the least? Yeah. Uh, the most is easily the Chiefs. The least is the Ravens. Yeah, I, I think I believe in the Ravens the least. Really? Yeah. I like the Titans, man. I like the Titans. I believe in Lamar Jackson more than Ryan Tannehill, but I don't think outside that matters. Of, outside of the quarterback position, I think I believe in the Titans more. Than I and to be honest, in a playoff setting, I don't even know if I believe in Lamar more than uh, Tannehill. Especially, like, <clears throat> here's the thing about the Ravens. Like, they don't have their running backs, and they're not coming back. Yeah, they what would they get like three ACL injuries at the running back position this year? Yeah, if they had if they had JK Dobbins, like I might think differently on it, but I mean, who's their running back? I don't even know. Like, I know Le'Veon. I Le'Veon Le'Veon gets Le'Veon a touchdown. Bell and Latavius Murray. Nah, there's somebody else. There's somebody that gets all the carries. Le'Veon Freeman? gets a touchdown Devontae in game. Devontae Freeman. Freeman, Devontae yeah. Freeman, the former Falcon. Le'Veon right, let, gets let, a let, touchdown, does some clown shit every game. It's annoying. Let's move on to the NFC. We got the Cowboys at seven and three, leading the NFC East like we all expected. Green Bay Packers, who most people doubted, are eight and three. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, seven and three. And the Cardinals are leading the bum ass NFC West at nine and two. Out of those division leaders, who do you believe in the most? Who do you believe in the least? X, let's start with you since. You've been talking about the Rams this whole time, and they're seven and three in second place of the division, but still got seven and four. I thought, no, seven and three. Yeah, but they had their bye already, have they? Yeah, their bye is Sun. Oh, they just had their bye, they just had their bye. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, look. If if the team is clicking on all cylinders, I still think the Bucks have the highest ceiling. Um, but who do I believe in the least? What were the teams again? You said the Cardinals, Bucks, Cowboys, Packers. I think I think it's the Packers. I think the Packers oh. have the biggest flaw. Um, What's the a, flaw? Lack of pass rush. And the thing is, without Darius Smith, they have to blitz to generate pressure. And I don't think that their cornerbacks are good enough to hold up consistently in that way. And doesn't think- Jair get back soon? Uh, possibly, yeah. But even then, you know, I just don't believe in that pass rush. You know what I'm saying? Um, unless Darius Smith come back healthy for the I was going to say, is he, what's his deal? I don't, honestly, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't even know. And then off, on the offensive line, I hear Bakhtiari's close to making a comeback. If now, if he can come back and he's healthy, then that changes things, right? Because their tackles haven't necessarily been the greatest. So I do think it's possible for the Packers to take it to another gear. But they're so top-heavy that if they suffer the right injury or two, it, you know, I think the, the bottom could fall out fairly easily. And Rodgers is still amazing, but there's a reason he he's only won one Super Bowl, right? And it's because of the, the roster around him really is subpar. I mean, you've got Devontae Adams on as a receiver, but who do you got after that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If if the Rams slap Jalen Ramsey on him, he's not going to lock him down, but he'll make life difficult. And at that <laughs> point, you're going to throw Randall Cobb and Marquez Valden Scantling. At I defense, hate him. And Alan Lazard, I hate oh, Alan it's Lazard. so fucking I bad. Robert Tanya, come on, give me a fucking break. He's on IR now. He's done. Yeah. So I mean, and do they do have 
good running backs, but again, they don't have the type of line to where they can really, you know, where they can just line up and run smash mouth football because um, they can't get any push in the in the run game, which is a shame. But yeah, what about you, Dion? Um, I think X is right on the Bucks. To be honest, I don't really believe in any of these four teams that much. Uh, yeah, I think the playoffs yeah, are going to be nuts. Um, in yeah, both the NFC, especially the NFC, because I I do think the Chiefs could run away with AFC a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I think the NFC is like wide open. There's t- like even all the way down to like the Vikings. I think could make a run. Um, no, I disagree wholeheartedly. They I just stink. Don't. Well, they stink. I'm I. That's more of a testament to everybody else. I don't think the Bucks are very good, but I they do have the highest ceiling. X is completely right about that. I mean, we saw it last year. Um, and it's hard. Like, how can you say you don't believe in Brady the most? Like, that's just ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, least, I think it's the Cardinals. I think I believe in the Cardinals. Eh, Cardinals are Cowboys. They both kind of like the same to me. I think you know they, what? I think I, they're both kind of gimmicky. I kind of want to change my answer to the Cowboys. Yeah, the, the yeah. Cowboys are the safe one. Because the thing was, so I thought that stinker that Dak had against, I forgot who he played a couple of times, the Broncos. And I was like, all right, every every quarterback has a game like that. But I was really fucking disappointed in the way that he played against the Chiefs because that's the type of defense that he should be able to exploit. You feel what I'm saying? And even with Amari Cooper gone, you still had CeeDee Lamb, you still had Cedric Wilson, you still had enough weapons to, to at least manufacture points. And they couldn't do, and that's the thing, the Chiefs were begging them to take the game over, right? Because the Cowboys locked the Chiefs up. They were like four or five possessions where the Chiefs actually had to punt, and the Cowboys just couldn't do anything. So I don't know, man. They they have a low, they have a I think they might have a lower floor than any other team. Because even the Packers at their worst, outside of that first game against the Saints, they haven't looked the way the Cowboys did against the Broncos and against the Chiefs. So I'm gonna say I believe in the Cowboys at least. You're right. Yeah, it's probably Cowboys for me. Uh, that's the safe answer. Cowboys or Cardinals? Though. I find both those teams to be gimmicky, but uh, the Cardinals are just a coach, right? Yeah, I, I just don't like Cliff. Cliff. I don't like yeah, Cliff. It's a Cliff thing, you know. It's, it's not really the team. I mean, I don't think they have a secondary, but like, what team does that we name? To be honest, yeah, so it's true. It's true. <laughs> like, no, it's true. I can't point that flaw out for them and ignore it for everybody else. I just don't like Cliff Kingsbury. So until he wins it, it's I'm not betting on that dude. All right. But they, uh, I will say this though, I was huge on Kyler Murray, falling off a cliff in my opinion. He hasn't even played in weeks. He hasn't played I, in three weeks. Man. But that team doesn't look like it's lost his stuff. Like it's, it's hard for me to be like, damn, Kyler was really good. Like, nah, that team. Come might, on, come yeah. on, Dion. Nah, I, that it's tough. It's tough. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Kyler Murray guy though. But man, watching Colt McCoy dice up teams is. It's hard to ignore. Dice up is is, is doing a lot of work there. I, don't I mean, know. he had a he had close to three hundred on Sunday in Seattle, three touchdowns. It's fucking Seattle, man. In Seattle too. It's Seattle. They stink. Their coaching stinks. Everything stinks in Seattle. I mean, you know, anyway. I agree with you. I agree with you, X. With it's still cold. With, with trying to slow down his narrative, but at the same time, Colt McCoy has played three games in place of Kyler Murray. They scored 31 against those 49er dudes. They stink. They got, uh, smoked. That's not- they got smoked by the Panthers. But Colt McCoy also got hurt that game. And then he played against the Wackass Seahawks and put up 23 points. They uh I mean they're two and one with Colt McCoy. 
he has i mean yeah the the numbers aren't really in his favor outside of that seattle game but i kind of understand where Dion is coming from the niners front seven got healthy against the rams and that's probably the most dangerous team in the nfc Okay, I'm glad you brought uh, you decided to put some attention on the 49ers. They're five and five with seven games left in the season. Do they still have a chance to steal the wild card? Yeah, we have the easy, the, we have the like third easiest schedule in the NFL. Oh, the rest yeah, of the yeah, it looks like the we only play NFL nobody. team yeah playing the for the rest of the season is the Rams. Yeah, we we in the Rams that <laughs> little brother. Oh, you know what? We didn't record last week, and I know yeah, we that... had some. <laughs> Dude, say it with your chest and say what you had to say a week ago. I know we a week late, but I know you was ready to talk some shit last week. So, I mean, I told X before the season, that's Kyle Shanahan's son down there in L.A. That's all I'm saying. That's literally there is no team in the NFL that scares me less than the Rams. Like that team will never, ever beat the Niners. I didn't even know. Did Aaron Donald play? Did he show up? I don't think Aaron Donald played. Did Jalen Ramsey play? I don't think Jalen Ramsey played. Like, staff infection? He stinks, man. Like, everyone tried to create this narrative that it was Detroit, Detroit's fault. To an extent, it's Detroit's fault. He still has to play quarterback. <laughs> Quarterbacks change franchises. Quarterbacks change outlook. He didn't fucking change it in Detroit. He ain't doing shit Jared Goff didn't do. Bro, so you're not gonna tell? So you're gonna tell me you haven't? Now look, I don't blame you if you haven't watched Lions games, but you're gonna tell me you haven't, <laughs> see how fucking disastrous Jared Goff has been in Detroit? Like, are you kidding me? Wait, but Matthew Stafford has over three thousand yards and twenty-four touchdowns already, with a hundred and six point one QB rating, according to ESPN. Nah, I did. I just pulled my hamstring. Dunked. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at your table, mother. Shit. Nah, I tried to move it too quickly, but uh, I just got I got two I got two I hooped for like two hours today and then didn't stretch after. I'm old, but um, nah. I mean, look, bro, it, he is he better than Jared Goff? Yes. Is this team going to do anything different than the Jared Goff Rams did? No. How much of that has to do with the fact that McVeigh is still the coach? And how much of it has to do with the fact that Stafford isn't as good as people think he is? I think it's more Stafford. I I like McVeigh. He's no Kyle Shanahan. And I'm not incredibly high on Kyle Shanahan either for what it's worth at the moment. But I do – you cannot deny – the thing with those two guys is they need very good coordinators around them. You cannot deny their offensive genius, but do they know how to get a team ready for Sunday? Maybe not. Do they know the first thing about defense? Absolutely not. You can kind of tell that. But, like, their offensive genius is too – it's just too apparent to ever fire one of those two. And the, the success of the team is always going to be, like – like, the Niners have stunk. We're 5-5. Five and five. We control our own destiny for the playoffs, and we play, like, nobody the rest of the way. And then once you get into the playoffs – run game and defense kind of take over games and um, Kyle Shanahan's always going to have the run game ready and the defense seems to be turning a corner. So like, how are you ever going to fire him? Same goes for the Rams. Like I just said, they stink. I said, Stafford stinks. They're seven and three. They're going to make the playoffs probably going to win a game or two. It's just a reality. 
Look, they're like Mike D'Antoni to me, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think their offensive genius is apparent, you know, but they probably need a strong defensive coordinator, and they probably don't pay much attention to that side of the ball. And I think the problem with the Rams is that they rely too heavily on play from their stars, and they're just not deep. Um, Because Lord knows what would happen to that defense if Ramsey pulls a hamstring or if Aaron Donald pulls a hamstring. Or they just don't show up on a Monday night football game. Yeah. But I can't wait to get to the picks because honestly, I think Dion, what you have like a one game lead on me now. I think it's more than that because I, I went four and one last week. You went two and three, and I think I was up a game going into it. No, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we'll see. I'm not. I'm not concerned. So we're gonna pick seven games be. this week, right? Yeah, yeah, we're choosing all the Thanksgiving games and then uh, four on Sunday. All right, let's get to it then. Look, right, you ready? So we got we got the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions kicking off. The Thanksgiving games at 12.30 p.m. The Lions are three-point underdog, and I believe they're in Chicago. No, they're in Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah they're in, in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're in Detroit. Detroit, and they're still underdogs. Yeah, I'm up I like, mean, two, they, they, I'm they up like two games on you guys. I just did the math. All right, cool. So who you got for Chicago versus Detroit? What's the spread? Three points. Let me put this shit up. I get first pick in all the games, right? You sure. get first pick whenever I say so. So, <laughs> uh, so three point Chicago's three point favorite. The over under is 41 and a half. Uh, let me get the over. Okay. X, who you got? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the, the Bears. Okay. You're going to take the Bears minus three? Yep. All right. Then next up for the Thursday game, we got the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Dallas Cowboys. Seven and a half point spread. Over under is 51. Boy, that's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. For a defense that stinks, but the Raiders fucking stink, man. What'd you say the total was? 51. Give me the over. Yeah, the spread is seven and a half. Yeah, give me give me the over 51. Fuck it, give me the under. <laughs> oh, yeah, both staying away from the spread on that game. Okay. That's a lot right. of points, man. I don't believe in either team that much. Okay, so now. I'm gonna be honest. If it wasn't for this show, I'm probably not been that game at all, man. That's that's a lie. You're, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, what the fuck you're you absolutely about? Nah, there, there's college basketball on all Thursday. Like I will bet the first one and take a little break in <laughs> that college basketball, and then get back to it later in the night. That's and a then, lot of points. Maybe I'll live bet it. I'll the Bills it. and the Saints close out the Thanksgiving Bills. the Thanksgiving games at the Caesars Superdome. Buffalo Bills, six-point favorites against the New Orleans Saints. And the over-under is 45. Yeah, I got the Bills. What are you using to see these lines? Um, I'm going back and forth between Dimers and DraftKings. Because you're off like half a point. I'm using diamonds. You're off like half a point, and I kind of need that half point for some of these. Wait, how am I off of about half a point? Like bills are minus five and a half on diamonds. I'm on diamonds right now, and it says six. 
It says minus five and a half for me. What screen are you looking at? Oh, you're looking at the prediction screen. I'm looking at the best odds screen. My bad. Fuck is the difference? Axe Dimers. Okay, so now we got our just your traditional four picks for the week. Wait, wait, wait. What did what did um what did what did Dion pick? For I the- took Bills minus uh, six or five and a half. I don't know whichever one you five and give a half. Me, like. I'll give you five and a half. All right. Um, and what was the over under? 42? 45. 45. Ooh, I love Bills parlayed with that over. I like all three overs, actually. I'll, I'll take the over in that game. Okay, so now we move on to the Sunday slate. Okay. Uh, Make Dion feel better about himself. You go first. All right. Um, three of them, the money line. Boy, this, this slate stinks. Uh, give me Niners. Minus three and a half against the Vikings. Six. Give me the Bucks minus three over the Colts. Okay. I won so much money on the Colts on Sunday. I was staring dead at that one, and I was like, "Nah, I can't do that." Because I-, <laughs> I had the, the money line. The thing is, it's impossible to run against the Bucks. So if they contain Taylor, I'm I'm confident taking Brady over fucking Wentz in a, mm. in a passing game. You know, I I love that pick you just made. I I just had them plus five fifty. Like I can't. I just I'm staying away from that one. I can't not pick them. Okay, so what's your second pick, Dion? What's your first? Oh, I wasn't gonna pick. Why? I took yo, bro. I haven't made a pick all episode. Uh. I guess I'll go with... Well, choose, choose your first three, and then choose yeah. Yeah, choose your Thanksgiving one. My Thanksgiving, uh, I'll take the Bears minus three, Cowboys minus seven and a half, and I'll take the Bills minus six. And for my first pick for the Sunday games, I'm going to take the Giants plus three and a half against the Eagles, and I'm going to double down for the upset money line pick with that. Uh, that makes me feel good. I'm my taking s- Eagles by the street. God damn it, you <laughs> motherfucker, man. <laughs> oh. Yo, was the whole point? Wait, wait. Was the whole point of me making a pick just so you know? Nah, dead ass. No, Eagle, no. Eagles were dead that ass my, my next pick. pick. Yeah, that, that was, was my next, next pick. pick. <laughs> <laughs> that was dead ass my next pick, bro. <laughs> I was waiting for fucking Dion to make another pick so I could take the Eagles, man. No, that was because there's no the Giants don't even have a fucking offensive coordinator. Freddie Kitchen, come on, man. Oh fuck. All right. Um god damn it. <sighs> Anything's better than Garrett. <laughs> That's what you're praying for. Nah, bro, like legit and always get worse. Garrett. Oof. I mean they stink. Fuck it. All right, I'm gonna let them do it to me again. Give me the charges minus two and a half over the Broncos. Okay, I'm gonna take. 49ers minus three and a half versus the Vikings. All right. I don't believe in the Vikings. Um, Ever since Moss was gone, there was no reason to believe in them for me. Ever since Moss was gone. Uh, (laughs) um, Give me both these teams stink. Give me the Falcons minus one against the Jaguars. Yuck. 
Well, they just need to stink. Good. They need to stink a little bit less than. That sounds more like a high school game than an NFL game at this point. Uh, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is, and I'm gonna take the Rams plus one over the Packers, and I'm gonna double down and make that my money line pick as well. Unless that's too easy, I don't care. All right, so I'll double up on the Rams. I mean, it's only plus one hundred, but whatever. No, nah, you're right. I won't be a coward. I'll, I'll just take it. Yeah. There's not that many like big spreads though. Yeah. And I'm about to take the biggest one. Um, it's my turn for the spread, right? Uh, yeah. I'll take. You know what? I'm not doubling down on that one. I'm just taking the Rams. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I'm gonna take the Seahawks plus one over the Washington Football Team. Uh, for my money line, I'm taking the Vikings over the Niners. <laughs> you know the the Vikings just lost both their defensive tackles and both of the new, two new ones weigh 280 pounds, right? I I don't even care who are you gonna run at them, <laughs> Jeff fucking. Mitchell. It doesn't matter. I've told you that before the season. It does not matter who's that running back. Look, the Vikings have boned me, and every time I bet against them, they win. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take them. Which means the Niners probably win by 30. But fuck it. I'm taking the Vikings. <laughs> I got Titans money line over the Patriots. I was That's staring at that pick, one. Right? What's up? That's the upset pick for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, realistically, on Sunday, I'm taking the spread, too. But uh, I love that play. Patriots. Frauds. I kind of you- like Deontay Foreman. Uh, he looks like Derrick Henry. He doesn't play like him, but like for me, it's an aesthetic. Like the the Titans running back needs to have dreads and be like 250 pounds. And he makes me feel like Derrick Henry's still out there. He was good coming out of Texas, but he got yeah. hurt when he was Yeah, I really he... hate you. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just ignored all of that. <laughs> like what? I moved right past. <laughs> Yo, that was wild. It's an aesthetic. You said the Titans running back has to have dreads. <laughs> yeah, and he's got to weigh like 250. Like the Patriots quarterback needs to be white and check the ball down. Cam Newton, didn't. he just didn't look right in New England. <laughs> All right. Uh, X, do you want to give the listeners some teasers for the holiday weekend? Oh, I guess I will. All right. I'm going to tease... The Rams to plus seven. The Viking, nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks, the Bucks to plus three. Um, the Steelers to plus ten, and the Titans to plus twelve. Okay. So Titans, Titans plus twelve, Steelers plus ten, Bucks plus three. Rams plus seven. Okay. Well, that does it for this edition of the Break the Bank podcast. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe, everybody. And don't forget to go to dimers.com slash sleepers to get your bonus today. And don't go to white people house to eat Thanksgiving food. (laughs) If you see potato salad with, with anything other than potatoes, eggs, and mayonnaise, and possibly paprika, just run for your life. If someone offers you any sort of casserole, just slap it out of their hands and say, no, thank you. If you don't see cornbread on the table or collard greens, run for your life. If they say collard greens, collard, 
get out of that house. <laughs> it reminded me that, of that episode of The Office. <laughs> if they pronounce that full word, go running for the hills. Oh, and unless the Thanksgiving plate is really hitting, please keep it off social media. Please. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see no raw food. On a lot of your mom's food. turkeys be dry as fuck. <laughs> I don't want to see it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see your mom's dry ass food. I don't want to see your mom's watery mac and cheese. If it ain't baked, if it ain't burnt in the four corners, please keep the mac and cheese off the timeline. I beg of you. Yo, you make it food off the timeline. All of us are eating Thanksgiving. Me personally, no, no. But my shorty does make ham for Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? With the two slices of pineapple on top. You already know how that's cherry and the little cloves. Yeah, I'm not. Look, man, unless the turkey's fried, I don't really want it. And please smother it in gravy because turkey's just a very dry animal. And I ain't with that. Um, but yeah, yeah like I, I take I'm not a huge uh, I'm not a huge like turkey guy. Like Thanksgiving, I like all the other shit. And what's that? What's that red shit people eat on Thanksgiving? Cranberry sauce. Yo, that shit is trash. Uh, Keep that shit far away from me and my family, please. Nah, nah that shit's horrible. Uh, Bro, y'all niggas eating cranberry out of a can. Please stop. Yes, if it's coming out of the hand, that's disgusting. My grandma makes it um, like homemade. If you eat it by yourself, I think it's disgusting. If you like, if that's how you make the turkey less dry, which is what I do, it's not that bad. And please, folks, Stop making it a sweet potato versus a pumpkin pie competition. Why not both? That's what I'll say. Well, some people care about their BMIs. That's the end of the podcast. So. Well, I mean, you heard this man talk about smothering his plate in gravy, right? Like... Look, look, look. I just want my mac and cheese to touch the candied yams. And it's like it's like every oh. time Joy Taylor and, and Taylor Rooks take a picture together. It's just, it's just magic when the two of them come together. So I'm just really looking forward to gaining seven pounds over the course of the next oh, Look, we know you're looking forward to eating, but everybody else is just looking forward to spending time with their family. Oh, boo. And on that note, <laughs> Dion, you probably hate your family. <laughs> Dion is the fucking the Aaron Rodgers of this podcast. I have not Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't seen his family in years. Get well, COVID. Here, COVID. You know? I mean, COVID. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's crazy. This, X is just, just trying to make people sick now. This motherfucker hasn't seen him through Zoom. He ain't sent a text message or fax. Nah, something. I talked to, talk to my mom twice a day. All right. Well, that's it. It's a fact. I'm out of here after that.